Welcome to One Stop Shop, a weekly podcast that helps ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs learn from the best. Brought to you by Convergio. To learn more about managing all of your e-commerce tools, channels, and strategies from one dashboard, visit Convergio.com. On this episode of One Stop Shop, Eliana and I interview Adrian Morrison from AdrianMorrison.com. When his father's retirement stock plummeted, Adrian Morrison's family lost everything. Adrian and his big brother, Anthony, left graduate school at that time to pursue online marketing. Adrian is an online marketing expert specializing in e-commerce. He turned a few dollars from Facebook ads into a multi-million dollar marketing company. He is also a public speaker, founder of Christmas for Kids charity organization, the author of Social Media Profits from Your Home series, and 20K per day e-com secrets. Hey, Adrian, how are you? I'm doing very good. How about you? I'm doing very well. Um, listen, I'm very excited to have you on this call. And I can't tell you how many of our customers um, keep sending us emails and messages and they're raving about you. And at some point we were asking, you know, some people how they heard about us and the name of Adrian uh, Morrison was popping up. Uh, so uh, the common denominator that these people had was whether they've been in business for quite some time or they just started yesterday, they're all doing pretty well. They tend to be the ones that are persistent and serious about the business and they go all out. So we knew we had to talk to you at you know some point. But um, for those who are not familiar with you, can you tell them a little bit about you and what you do in your own words? Sure. Yeah. First off, it's great to hear that my students that I've sent to you guys are crushing it. I am 31 years old. I'm about to be 32 uh, in November. And I have been doing this since I was in college. So I think now, um, just 10 years, um, I was in college trying to get into law school. And I was having a very, very tough time. And um, I turned to internet marketing, and I started doing very, very well. Um, Originally, I actually was not doing e-commerce. I was doing affiliate marketing. So I was promoting other people's products, digital products for uh, commissions. And about two years ago, I started doing e-commerce after uh, doing very well in other avenues online, and it just exploded for me. So my business uh, with Shopify is all drop shipping. I don't keep any stock. I never see any of my products. I never touch them. I never ship them. And um, it's just, it's been really amazing because a lot of people that do e-com, they do keep like a warehouse full of stock and everything. And that's what I guess intrigued everybody about you know, what I was doing and the numbers I was able to put up is how I've been able to really simplify it for myself because I do have various different businesses other than e-commerce. I travel the world and I teach uh, at live events. I teach Facebook marketing and e-commerce and affiliate marketing. Um, I've written two books that sold around 200,000 copies on national television. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I am a, uh, Someone who does a lot of different things, but e-commerce has been real amazing. Okay, so that's actually a lot of... I have I have so many questions just listening to you, so let's take them one by one. So how, how did you start with like affiliate marketing? Because you were, you were a law student, correct? Uh, I wasn't a law student. I actually never made it into law school. My, um, my grades were not good enough, but um, it, it, my entire backstory is, is actually quite intriguing. Uh, my father was um, pretty wealthy in terms of real estate. And I went to a uh, school called Ole Miss, the University of Mississippi. And his dream was for me to always be an attorney and my older brother, Anthony, to uh, to be a doctor. 
And he ended up investing a lot. Well, actually, 95% of his money in WorldCom stock. And anybody that knows anything about WorldCom knows that it completely busted. So he went broke overnight. And that kind of sent our family into a, a tailspin. So we're in college, both my brother and I. My dad has lost all of his money. We, um, we didn't have school loans or anything. So we were not able to my dad was paying cash for our college. So uh, we had to do something quick. And that got my, my brother and I looking into other ways to make money and supplement our income. Cause my dad was, I think he was around 65 to 67. Uh, nobody would hire him. The only job offer he got was selling cracker jacks at the, uh, triple, triple a baseball stadium in Jackson for like $7 an hour. So, um, that really made me shift focus from how can I make money in eight years by going to law school and getting into a bunch of debt um, to how can I make money right now and make a significant amount of it. And that's when I, I found online marketing and um, I started doing affiliate stuff. And from there, it just, you know, the world, my eyes opened to this massive world of, of cash flow and, and instant gratification and I've just grown, you know, from affiliate marketing all the way now to um, e-commerce. How much do you feel like that event of your dad losing his money affected your jumpstart? For me, and a lot of people don't know this about me because, you know, I've been doing it so long and I've had so much success. But I used to sit around and kick myself in the butt every day. And um, I played video games all the time. And I thought I was just going to you know, go through law school. And my goal was to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, maybe if I'm lucky. And, you know, I had this whole like, you know, system planned out that, that most people, you know, do in, in today's age with, with school and everything. I thought that was going to be my life. And, um, this event with my father, you know, it made me get up off of my butt and realize, I've got to step up and I've got to do something right now. So I've, we always kind of joke around that it was a good thing that my dad, um, in a way, lost all of his money because the, the money we've been able to generate um, thereafter because of that event, because it, it made us pivot to online marketing, uh, we just it's far more significant the amount of income we bring in now versus what he, he lost in the stock market. And he's very much a part of our business now, too. He he basically runs all of the financial aspects of our businesses. So it's really fun. We've turned it into a, a family business. What do you feel like some of the fundamental shifts were? Because, I mean, it sounds like you're, you were sitting well um, if your dad was, was doing good with his stuff. And this hardship, man, this, is, this can get so deep. This hardship obviously propelled you into something more. And then you look at your family now with that last comment of like, it's really benefited all of you. What sort of um, paradigm shifts do you feel like you went through during that time? It made me realize that not only myself, but anybody else can achieve their goals without having to follow, you know, what I believe everybody's brainwashed uh, to currently believe, which is, you know, uh, go to school, get in debt go to a nine to five job. I mean, that was my mindset, right? And 
Um, now I believe that anybody can wake up regardless of their age, where they live or the amount of education they have in school and, and get online and actually, you know, earn money. Um, but one of the biggest parts about what I do and what so many others do online, and, and I guess one of the biggest shifts, at least in terms of mindset is you're your own boss. And everybody speaks about that saying, oh, it's so great to be your own boss and you can wake up whenever you want to. But it takes a real entrepreneur and it takes somebody that that really has a deep desire to succeed to be their own boss. Because then you actually have to tell yourself, yo, wake up. It's time to get online and make some money, right? And um, for me, that was that was a massive shift because I'm not going to lie. I was really lazy. I had straight D's and straight F's in college. And then I went to, you know, building this, this massive business and, um, you know, becoming my own boss and actually making myself get up and, and do work. And, and I say work, like it's a, it's hard. It's, Mm -hmm. it's quite simple, but it's still about the, the discipline of, of being on this computer and building these big businesses. Mm-hmm. So, so how did you get into e-commerce marketing specifically? I love that question. I've been uh, preaching this now for over a year. The reason I chose e-commerce is because I want total control. All right. So when I did affiliate marketing, I generated insane amounts of money. I was spending up to thirty thousand, twenty or thirty thousand dollars a day on Facebook ads promoting diabetic affiliate offers and just all sorts of stuff. CPA offers is what they're called. And the one thing that I didn't like about affiliate marketing and that made me shift over to e-commerce was that I would have total control of my business. Um, at one point, I was running this this um, diabetic ad. I got paid every time somebody would sign up to get a free um, diabetic meter from a, a company called one touch. And, um, I was doing about $200,000 a month in commissions. Mind you, there's zero product cost in that for me. That is straight up commissions. And one day they called me and they said, yo, Adrian, we love you. You've made us a lot of money. We really appreciate your business, but things have changed and we're turning this offer off. And so overnight I went from making 200 K a month thinking that I, I was a rock star and I had made it to zero. And it made me realize very quickly, I'm making a bunch of money, but somebody can still pull the plug. That's no different than having a a million dollar a year salary at a regular job. If somebody can fire you, you're not safe. And with e-commerce, I have total control, right? I can build a massive email list. Everybody that buys something from my stores goes on my email list. I now have an email list of over 400,000 customers. And when I send out email promotions, I make thousands of dollars and nobody can ever take that away from me. And I know that Receiptful knows a lot about that because y'all have a lot of really amazing um, email integrations in your app now, which are really, really cool. And for me, that was one of the big things that made me shift over is being able to own my own data, control the offers that I'm promoting, and um, really be running a real business. Great. Um when you started out in affiliate marketing and, you know, with e-commerce, I'm sure since you didn't have that kind of background, you said, you, you know, all this started for you when you were in college. So how did you begin learning all these things? So my older brother is, 
his name is Anthony Morrison. Um, he actually mentored me into it. And um, the story goes really deep with us, but um, he just started doing this and had success with it before me. And uh, I was struggling, you know, and neither of us knew anything. We were just kind of shooting at the hip, buying programs, trying to promote things and make money. And my brother hit it off really big. And um, I asked him if he would mentor me on exactly what he was doing. Uh, and he did. And the interesting thing there is um, there's so many options online. You've got Google AdWords, Facebook ads, you've got email marketing and, and solo ad promotions. Uh, my brother became one of the biggest email marketers on the planet. And I became one of, or at least people say, one of the top Facebook marketers out there as well. So we both do different things now. But I got to say, for me, it was trial and error. You know, I, I risked a lot to, to get information and figure out what does not work. So I remember back in the day, I had a job that paid $5.15 an hour. That was minimum wage uh, when I was in college. And I would save up my money. And then I would have an advertising budget for the month. And if I, if I spent through that budget, you know, that was it. So I had to use it wisely. So one of the methods I came up with that um, I teach all of my students is that I start all of my advertising campaigns with a $5 a day budget. Now, when I was new, that's all I could afford to do. Whereas other people would start out with like $100 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't afford to lose more than five bucks. And um, I've discovered that with a $5 a day budget, if you run your ads properly, set them up properly, within three days, I can tell if an ad is going to be a winner or a loser. So I'm able to, for myself and for my students, to teach everybody how to maximum risk $15 on ad spend to tell if you're going to find a winning ad or not. How do you, how do you determine if an ad is going to be a winner or a loser in three days? Like, What do you look for as far as measurements? Sales. Um, so a lot even clicks or traffic or, or branding or anything, just sales, just straight up sales. Okay. Um, I, you know, with affiliate marketing, everything was direct response. You immediately generate a sale when you get a click. So mm -hmm. for me, I, I've built up a massive brand online for my e-commerce store, but really what I'm looking at is sales. And if I don't see a sale pop in within the first three days, then it's a dud because in all honesty, if you've got a hot product, you've targeted your ad properly, you're hitting the right audience, you should see a sale immediately the first day. You shouldn't have to wait days for sales to come in. So what I've done is there's so many options for all of us to market things online, especially with drop shipping. There's tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of things. Instead of trying to force something to work, I just look for the things that immediately take off. And, and give me instant gratification. And then I scale those as, as big as I can. So I, I don't know if I'm misunderstanding you, but to me it sounds like what you're saying is if, if a product is not having that immediate response, it means that either you're, you're selling the wrong product or you're targeting the wrong people or you're using the wrong message. Um, Absolutely. Really? Mm -hmm. so, so you don't really believe in anything that's like, let's say, you know, if, if somebody, if one of the listeners is a new business, um, right. And they're just starting out and they really have zero social proof. They have zero brand. Nobody knows about them. They're just starting out fresh. They just started the shop yesterday, for example, on Shopify or whatever, they started this shop. Nobody knows about them. They put an ad in three days. If there's not one sale, they have a serious problem and they need to reconsider. 
I don't think that they need to reconsider like their business, but I do think they need to find a different product. I've seen too many times over and over and over again where people try to force something to work that just simply isn't going to work in terms of product or audience. Here's what I tell my students, and and this is a rule that I live by. Most people are programmed to want to market their passion. As a matter of fact, you've got all these gurus out there that say, turn your passion into a profit. Well, that's phenomenal if you can do it, but not everybody can do that. And let me tell you what's easier than turning your passion into a profit. It's turning other people's passion into a profit. Mm -hmm. See, it doesn't matter what I like. It doesn't matter what product I think is cool. Nobody cares what I think. What matters is what everybody else out there in the world wants and what they think and what they're willing to buy. So one of the reasons so many of my students have become six and even seven figure earners is because I tell them and I teach them, listen, you know, listen to what the people want online and not what you think. Don't try to force a uh, square peg into a round hole. Mm -hmm. Just find a product that has something I call the sizzle effect. People are passionate about it and immediately it takes off. And then you've got a winner and you can grow a massive business out of one single tiny product overnight. Okay. There's one burning question though in the back of my mind now. Um, if, if I had a store, how would I know if after three days and I didn't get any sales, how do I know if the problem is the product doesn't have potential buyers or I am just crafting a bad advertisement? I'm not targeting the right people or maybe not using the right copy. The great thing about Facebook is that you can see what everybody else out there is doing. You can see all the other ads all over Facebook. So when I first started out, because listen, I am no genius when it comes to product selection. Um, I'm, I've learned everything from experience, not just because I know it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I look at what other people are doing. I look at other products that are having success. And then I go out there and I can find a similar product or maybe even the same thing. Because a lot of these drop shipping companies, they have their products open to you know anybody and everybody that wants to do business with them. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll see what's already working. I mean, you can just look at the market and tell what's working. And then I try to find something very similar. Now, if I know that I have a product that other people are selling and they're doing well with it, but I'm not able to sell it, that tells me that my audience, my targeting is wrong. And I created a, uh, a formula. I call it the four phases of targeting. And I I teach it in a course I released earlier this year, which is what sent y'all so many uh, new referrals called Ecom Success Academy. And it walks students through how to properly target their ads. See, most people start on phase two, which would be considered step two, and they completely skip phase one or step one. And that's typically the problem. Uh, And that's typically why a lot of people have a really good product, but can't get sales to it. It's because they're they're just you know um, they're not targeting the right way. I'm assuming that you probably wouldn't want to share all these phases with us right now. What or would you like give um, a summary of at yeah. least like yeah that'd be great actually. I'm Absolutely. Sure. So Ecom Success Academy, the course I put out had over 150 uh, training videos in it that I personally 
uh, develop. This is just a small little piece of it right here. But um, phase one of targeting should be very precise, very passionate keywords. So when you go into Facebook and, and you see where you can type in the interest or the keywords, you're going to see people Oh, I'm sorry. When you go to type something in, like let's say dogs, you're going to see the keyword dogs come up. Facebook will you know, show you all the interests that people match to. And if you see dogs in Facebook, probably, I don't know, uh, 28 million people or so in the U.S. will match to that keyword. That is a massive audience, right? Mm -hmm. But if you were to type in a keyword like, I love dogs or dogs rule my life, or something like that. That is a more precise, a more passionate keyword. So phase one is finding those smaller, more long tail, super personal, super passionate interests. And that's where you're going to find, you know, your most passionate buyers. Uh, phase two happens after you've had success with phase one, obviously. And that's when you want to scale a little bit. So you want to be able to hit a bigger audience um, because the precise keywords maybe end up serving you like 2 million people in the U.S. Uh, so phase two is all about going broad. So then you would go in and you would target the bigger keywords like dogs or pit bulls that give you bigger audiences. And by then, something called Facebook intelligence has kicked in. Everybody's Facebook account has a pixel, and that pixel that Facebook gives you tracks everything that's happening on your store, who's clicking, who's buying, who's not buying. It's learning. So by the time you've had a little bit of success, your Facebook account or your Facebook pixel should really have a good understanding of you know, what type of people are buying your products. So then when you go to phase two and you hit a bigger audience, your odds of, of hitting the more qualified customers within that massive audience are, are going to be a lot higher. Uh, phase three is going to be something I call look-alike audiences, or Facebook calls them look-alike audience, not me. Um, Facebook allows you to, to go in and build with one, one click of a button, uh, an audience based off of everybody that's ever purchased from you or visited your website. So they'll go match people to um, you know, your previous visitors. And they'll say, hey, we believe this audience that we just created for you to be a really hot audience of prospects for you. All right, so if you're using that and it's working very well, the, the lookalike audience from Facebook is converting for you, then you've, you're really winning. Now, the fourth phase is what I do that so many people were blown away by um, over the last year, which is zero targeting. That means I literally set up an ad for a product. I do no targeting. I hit 18 plus year olds in the U.S. and Canada, actually worldwide. And I generate a massive amount of sales at extremely high return on investment. And the reason I'm able to do that is because I walked through these other three phases and Facebook began to learn who my buyers were. So eventually, if you follow these four phases, um, you might not have to do targeting for your ads at all. Now, that's not guaranteed, but that's what I'm seeing and so many others are seeing if they follow through and do it the right way. What is your specialty? If you had to pick one thing, what is it? Yeah, I've um, I've always kind of said Facebook is my bread and butter. 
Uh, I've been marketing on Facebook since the very first right column ad came out so many years ago. Like the first day their self-serve ad platform is there. I was on it, marketing stuff. Um, I've gone up to the Facebook headquarters. Um, They've asked me to sign their wall at that HQ, which is really cool. I'm very passionate about Facebook marketing. Um, I, I also, though, am passionate about teaching other people how to do what I do, which is why I travel and I speak at conferences, why I wrote my books, why I released my course, Ecom Success Academy. But at the end of the day, I'm a Facebook marketer and um, I actually do what I teach people how to do, which is uh, quite refreshing in today's um, online world. So on that note then, what are some common bad pieces of advice that are going around right now with Facebook ads? So there is so much, so many people that say so many things about what to do on Facebook ads and and what not to do. And, you know, the thing is, is there's a, there's many ways that you can do something right. And there's many ways you could do something wrong. I believe that one of the, the worst pieces of advice on Facebook is to try to find a expensive product to start advertising. If you're just now starting out, you don't need to, to start out your first ad promoting a product that costs $100 or $50. The cheaper the product is for the customer to, to purchase, the easier it's going to be for you to actually get a conversion. Um, so that, I tell my students, don't go for like the big high ticket items right out of the gate. Find something really cheap in a, any niche and start with that. And what's going to happen is you're going to see that it's easier to get sales and it's going to boost your motivation. You're going to see that it actually works and it's going to get you more excited. Um, the second thing is a lot of people are still saying you should do manual bidding. Facebook gives you the option to let them judge how much your ad impressions should cost or you tell them how much you're willing to pay. And my personal experience and over, I think now as a, in the past year, $3 million in revenue um, shows that automatic targeting works the best. Facebook is smarter than me. They're smarter than everybody else out there when it comes to their own ad platform. And um, I always tell people you should not be going and manually bidding because you don't even know what's going on behind the scenes and in the Facebook auction. Um, Just start out with automatic bidding. Let Facebook take the will. And with the way their ad platform works now, their, their system is built to do the best it possibly can to get you conversions and sales. So try to, um, to let them take the will a little bit. And, um, I guess those would be the two pieces of advice I would give that go against, you know, so many other people saying things out there. Do you think it's, it's possible to create an, you know, um, like a, a brand or presence online for a new business entirely on Facebook and maybe like skip, uh, everything else in the beginning, like SEO and all that, do it later and just focus on Facebook in the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. I've taken so many people that have tried SEO and I have turned them to straight up Facebook marketers. There's many different ways to build your business. You know, you've got SEO, Google, you can do all sorts of stuff, but you get what you pay for. And there's one thing that is guaranteed. If I build an ad on Facebook, 
I am going to get a massive amount of traffic immediately. I'm not going to have to hope that Google or, or Bing or Yahoo or whatever indexes it on the first page. I know for a fact I'm getting immediate massive amounts of traffic to my product. So I definitely am a full-time believer in Facebook has the highest quality traffic in the world. They have the most amazing targeting that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, just literally at our, all of our fingertips and it's so easy to use. You just literally just read and point and click at what you want. So yeah, I definitely believe anybody, even if they're brand new, can start their business or take their current business, even if it's a brick and mortar business, and scale it to the moon and back with just Facebook ads. What's next for you? What are you hoping to see with your business in the future? So for me, with um, my e-commerce businesses, I it's something that exploded um, a lot faster than I had expected. And I have offers. Like I have people that want to buy my e-commerce stores. And something that I really have been um, fancying a little bit is actually selling one of my e-commerce stores. Um, just simply because I want to document the experience and I want to show my students you know, what to do and what not to do, what mistakes I might make and what things I could have done better. Um, because with e-commerce, you're actually building a real asset that has value. Um, I had a company evaluate my e-commerce business after 10 months of being in business at $3.5 million. And um, that really got me excited. So the next thing on my list is to uh, strike a good deal with somebody through my private broker and um, maybe sell one of them and start up some more. But um, always, I'm always moving forward and more, becoming more and more passionate about teaching other people how to do this the right way. And, and let me tell you why. When I was in high school and um, even elementary school and college, I had terrible grades, very low self-esteem. Uh, my teachers in school said that I was slow, that I was the kid that was always looking out the window. In all honesty, I thought that I was destined to be uh, a loser and be broke until I was forced to make internet marketing work. And now all of a sudden, I'm this successful internet entrepreneur that still can barely do any math. Thank goodness for calculators. But um, I, get, I get really excited when I take other people that were in the same position as me or they're in a rut. They don't have anybody to lift them up. They don't have anybody that's got their back. They don't have anybody telling them that they can do something because the world is so negative now. And everybody is always saying, you can't do this and you can't do that. I really enjoy being the guy saying, you can do it. I was there and I did it. And I want to show you how to do it too. And for me, that is um, probably one of the most exciting uh, directions that I'm moving in right now. Um, this, was, this was great. And I'm sure that you know, our listeners would love to hear more about you and maybe contact you and you know, get in touch with you. So where can our listeners contact you or learn more about your services and what you do? So I have um, a website, adrianmorson.com. Um, there's some information about me on adrianmorson.com. Also, there's a free download um, for a book that I wrote called 20K Per Day Ecom Secrets. Yeah. And in there, I kind of outlined the, the four phases that we spoke about earlier a little bit. Um, that's a completely free book. Anybody can download it. Uh, there's no catch to it or anything. And um, also, I'm on Facebook. I've got uh, a Facebook page 
that I started just uh, the maybe six months ago that's grown to over 30,000 uh, likes so far. So I'm very active on that. I do a lot of Facebook live sessions and, and just Q&As and hang out with other people that aspire to do uh, big and great things on the internet. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. One Stop Shop is a production of Convergio. Learn how to manage all of the marketing tools, channels, and strategies that you need from one dashboard by visiting Convergio.com. This podcast was produced in partnership with Come Alive Creative. For help building, improving, and marketing your e-commerce store, visit ComeAliveCreative.com. To listen to more episodes or to give us a rating, please visit Convergio.com forward slash iTunes. iTunes.